every time bus, we come into a stadium, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We come in here to fight every week. Let's go, bus. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? We are back in. It is a Taco Tuesday edition of the program. 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast, energy drink text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you guys. Um, lots to talk about. We talk about Russell Wilson all day long. Uh, it's it's great. It feels really good not having to be worried about and leading the show with Kenny Pickett's hand size. It's up an eighth of an inch. Um, that's what she said. Um, so yeah, man, I don't. We don't have to live that life anymore. The Seahawks do. You know, the Falcons do. Uh, the Dolphins have to get their stuff figured out. Um, it's tough, man. I, I wouldn't trade Russell for anybody. You know, now that he's now that he's ours. And I can appreciate Patrick Mahomes, and I love Josh Allen, man. You know, Josh Allen is the one that got away. I'll never forget her, you know, what could have been between me and her. But Russell Wilson's the right man at the right time for the job. He's the right kind of guy to lead this franchise. Like, I don't know. If there was, I always said this about Peyton. If there was one guy. That if I found out it was all like a charade, he's really a bad guy and like a cheat, all that kind of stuff. Like Tiger was, it was like people were taken back by like Tiger Woods and prostitutes at Perkins. What? Yeah, it's like you, you couldn't even believe it. And it was like, yeah, then they're coming out of the woodwork, you know, and you just you couldn't believe it. But I'll tell you, if there was one guy on planet Earth who I'd be like, no way, this can't be true. It'd be Peyton. And even Peyton had like a wiener thing in Tennessee with a trainer. You know? It so, wouldn't be too surprising. Well, so it, I I guess what I'm saying is Russell Wilson's like that guy. Like Russell Wilson's just like, I believe it. Whether you think it's he's a cheese D, you know, and a goofball, or you, you know, you don't like what he, you know, to wipe that smirk off your face or man of God or whether you're forward to get like to just, I just think he believes it. I think it's pure. You know, I think he is I, genuine. I think it's as pure as the blood diamonds that Tom Shane goes to Mumbai and Tel Aviv and Antwerp to go, you know, take from the village or something. Very pure. You know? Let's go out to the hotline. Speaking of very pure, get the man, the legend. It's the one and it's the only. It's Ray Ray. Hey, Ray Ray. Thank you, my high sports and all the callers worldwide and to the pretty elite women worldwide. And hey, uh, let's go on a positive note and uh, about Tom Brady. He's coming back and that's going to be exciting. And he's going to keep going. He can't play no more. Just like me, I'm going to go like my grandfather in Chihuahua, Mexico. He wrestled on the Spanish station. His name was Galator. He wrestled till he was 80 years old and took out guys that were on drugs at 20 and wrestling and took them all out and took all their title belts, showed them what a, what a life was like and how to work hard on the farms and take care of the homeless and people and feed everybody and love everyone. And that's how I am. And, hey, uh, what do you got to say, Danny? I love everybody, too. I'm with you. Uh, shout out to all the uh, elite women, like you said. 
Uh, I'm all about it. That's like um, life has changed ever since Russell Wilson came. My life has changed uh, for the better. Um, I'm expecting this to be, uh, 2022 to be one of the greatest years of my life. Well, it, it will be. It will be exciting for the Bronco fans and and in, in another Super Bowl for him and stuff and all my cousins that are Bronco fans. It'll be great for you guys. And hey, Danny, you need to shop at uh, uh, the. Oh, flea market. I've been there. There's a lot of pretty women on Saturdays. It's packed. A lot of, a lot of special people and a lot of good jerseys there. I know the people that sell the top jerseys, man. And, uh, they're, they're good prices. They're not outrageous. You're not paying. I love price. it. I got a wicked jersey collection. Down. I got a wicked jersey collection. All kinds of stuff for every man, like stuff that, um, like, I don't really. I'll never wear. You know, I'm. I'm gonna start wearing some of the stuff at least to the show a little bit more. But I got some really cool stuff that you really appreciate. I found a champion jersey in my stuff that is. Uh, it's a blue late '90s um, Broncos. It's Alfred Williams, and like you know, they made champion jerseys of like you know TD and Rod Smith and even Ed McCaffrey. And you see like a Romanowski, you would never see like an Alfred Williams and certain guys like that. So it's just like cool stuff, like. Uh, I love. So, yeah, you're right. I love going to the Mile High Flea Market, bro. They got the good stuff. Yeah, all the good stuff and all the pretty hot chicas, man, mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. Spanish Spanish bands going on. And okay, hey, grab, you, uh, grab you a turkey leg while you're there. Yeah, I always do, man. And, hey, I'm going to say one more thing before I got to go. Okay. Hey, uh, Miz and uh, Paul, I'm going to do the Barber Beefcake haircut on you. I know you guys are listening, and I'm going to do that and put your head with the cutters and and. Shavers, you're not gonna have hair no more after you took my mask off. God bless her job and might come out. Let's go, Miz. I'll hold the Miz down while you do it. If you need me to, I'll hold the freaking guy down, Ray Ray. Let's go back out to the hotline and get our guy. It's the one who is it and the only. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey! Hey man. I knew it was you. That Ray Ray is a hard act to follow, but I ain't scared. I carry my weight. Let's go. Hey, so what's this guy's name? Chris Bryant? Benoit. Oh, no. no. Um, Chris Bryant. Yeah, that's right. Chris Bryant. For the Rockies. Yeah. Well, I, I he, hey, my you... hand off. That's, that's, that's great. Now go out and get like eight more of those guys, and then we'll finish 500. Chris Bryant would hit seventh in the Dodgers lineup. <laughs> behind, yeah. behind Muncie. And... If we got eight more guys like that. You know, seventy-five million a year, whatever they're paying them. Damn. Then we would finish five hundred. We would compete. Look, because most all of our players are AAA players. Mm-hmm, well, I, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not even trying to win. They just want to check. Yeah. Hey, but that's the Rockies. They're, they're. I mean, they're, what can you say? You can't fix it. It's mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. It smells bad. Hey, man, but I am fired up, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. We're wounded division. Take a look, Danny. Kansas City is a shadow of their former selves. They have 15 guys left from that team that won the Super Bowl three years ago. I mean, they had to let those guys go because they couldn't pay them. Mm-hmm. And so they're a shadow. They're a, uh, we are going to stomp them. Shadow Stevens. That's what C.J. Kane used to call. Um <laughs> Right. Um, that's what TJ can used to call Ryan Stevens was Shadow Steve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I love that. Good one. That was I love that. Hey, but then we're gonna go to the Super Bowl <laughs> and we're gonna beat Packers and give that that stupid punk there his <gasps> come up and Whoa. 
Ray Ray's got me affected. I'm ready. Yeah, I can I'm tell. I'm going to ring. I'll take them all on. Yeah. Bring them all down here. Go hey. all over town, and I'll beat them all. Yeah, Hogan, <laughs> you, you ain't going nowhere. All right, we... Uh, We'll I'm just going well, like to be like that with a style and profile. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, Ray Ray got fired up, and I'm ready. Right. I'll go out there, and I'll be the brother. <laughs> I love that. Hey, we got to go. Hey, man, I appreciate it. You guys have been in, remember the Todd Burnham. These are bands. That's right. There's no slogans. Just make a lawyer. Just great lawyers. Hey, we got to go, Chuck. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Mega lawyers. Mega. Uh oh. Two. One of the biggest mistakes of my life was not going to see her. You blew it. I know. I'll never live it down. She'll never, might not come for like ever again. Ten years. You blew it! You know who opened for her? Megan the Stallion. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's a banger concert, bro. My wife was like, it's not for you, you, you and Olivia can't go to that. Would that have been too provocative for Olivia? She's seven. Probably. Duo's songs are fun. Megan the Stallion's gonna come out in a G string and freak everyone out, I guess, but. But that's real life, too. And I need my kids to see real life. No? Inappropriate? Maybe at seven. That's a little too early. The booty clapping is too much for seven-year-old? Yeah. The booty clap? Yeah. I remember, you know, my first booty clap was about... saw my first booty clap about seven or eight. Let's go to break. My life sports. Jake is feeling it when he plays The Weeknd on a weekday. Ladies and gentlemen, The Weeknd. You know Daniel Craig on the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I I don't work on weekends, so I can't play The Weeknd on on The Weeknd. Okay. 10, 16 a.m. on a Taco Tuesday. We are live from the tech center. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for being with us. JJ's got a uh, flag football practice tonight with Princeton. Uh, JJ's joining. Uh, they invited him to this new little team that they got. First practice, 5 o'clock tonight. Can't wait for the weather to get good, Coach said. Let's go. I'm like, so I'm just going to like sit. Me and, me and Emmanuel are just going to sit back on the sidelines and let, you know. I'm used so used to like coaching all my kids, so I'm, it's I like we got this is not us. I got to deal with all the kids and all the parents and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be cool for JT just to go and do this thing and see where it takes us a little bit. Um, but also we have baseball games to start in two weeks, right? And got a lot going on. You know, let's let's see. You ready? to Come check these uh, teams out. I'm ready. I mean, do you want to hang out some... with me and Emmanuel Sanders, or <laughs> would you rather hang out with uh, Nilo and Danny Bailey? I mean, um, who, who's cooler? 
Danny Bailey's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool dude. And even in Hello, don't get me wrong, he's a swell guy. But me and Emmanuel, we're just in Dubai. Well, he was. <laughs> and you're living vicariously through Emmanuel. Well, I'm thinking if I coach his kid just right, he's going to buy me like a new Forerunner or something at the end of the season. He rolls up in this black Rolls Royce SUV. That's badass. Everyone's like, Ugh, who's this? And then, like, Princeton gets out, and JJ runs out. They're like, bro, it's cool. Prince is a good kid. Let's see what happens. Okay, I'll hang out with you guys. Yes, thank you. Only if I get to ride in the Rolls Royce. Oh, of course. Where do you want to go? Should we go to Chop House, or do you want to go to... Shanahan's. Shanahan's? Okay. Emmanuel's got the hookup. Yeah. Well, we don't have a reservation, but that's no problem. <laughs> um, oh, Chef's Table? Sure. Jake, watch this. It'll do. <laughs> Jake, watch this. And make Jake's a double. Oh. 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 Don't act like a dork. Act like you've been here before. Yeah, make man. It a this. Triple. Actually, triple, a triple then. <laughs> Let's go top shelf, too. Yeah. Don't look at the chick. Let's get out of here. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And then Emmanuel at the end's like, all right, should we split it three ways? And we're like, um, see, the way my bank account is set up, uh, the way I got to transfer the money from the check into the savings, no. it's going to take a couple <laughs> of days. <laughs> no. There you go. She, she, she wasn't, wasn't ready. ready. She, <laughs> she wasn't ready. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> then we play right away when the season starts, the team that Princeton bailed. To come join my team. Oh, ESPN, ESPN needs to be covering this. That's right gonna be I know. It's gonna be a big one. Drama, excitement, everything you could ever want uh, in a youth sports baseball game, baseball, football, basketball, ba- flag baseball or baseball. He plays with us, uh, Princeton. Okay, with uh, Thunder baseball. And then uh, JJ's playing in this the flag league with them, and that's it. So we'll see what what up. Noise. Yeah, so I'll let you know so you can come hang out. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. It's a grind. It's a long season. It is. 162 you know, games. I know. I like, I, you know, I, I look forward to Thursday night dad ball at 9 o'clock. That's like my, that's the, you know, the culmination of my week is getting out to be able to kind of do that. But, mm. all right. Real sports. Mike Malone. Michael. Michael, I said. It was a slip, coach. Sorry. Don't freak out. How long is his leash? Um, Don't forget, they fired the coach of the year in George Carl, who is one of the 10 greatest coaches in NBA history. He has a fairly long leash just because he's developed the guys, like we said earlier. He's great in development, and the Nuggets are getting better and better every single year. Uh he seems to have almost a built-in excuse when it comes to uh, the youth. He, he that was that was the Nuggets' excuse for the longest time as the youth. Now he has an excuse with the injuries to Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, built in to kind of you know make that leash a little bit longer, give a little bit of slack to that leash. And if why don't we love him more? He's not embraceable. Maybe you know he, he's too hardened. You know he seems. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, it just unembraceable. 
I completely agree with you. Greg Popovich isn't looked at as the greatest. He might be the greatest NBA coach, and people who know the sport might think he is. But he would be way more beloved with a smile on his face if he was a little bit more embraceable and if occasionally he looked at the camera and just said, like, some of the right things instead of, you know, he didn't care about any of that stuff. And Michael Malone doesn't either. But also, you know, the court of public opinion is a powerful one. It matters what the fan base kind of thinks and where it's leaning and starts to turn. All that kind of stuff does matter. No. What the fan base thinks does not matter. Um, Whatsoever. Not in the hiring or the firing. And it's not Broncos country. But I mean the, the embraceability of the coach. And therefore, the big picture kind of vibe of the team, the trajectory kind of stuff of the team. I think that he doesn't make it easy on himself, and you don't always got to be that guy. And I agree, and I think I, the, the same goes uh, for uh, Greg Popovich as well. You don't always got to be a jerk. You don't always got to be a jerk, okay? So that's that's my thought. And, and he, it's not like Malone is always a jerk either. You know, he he shows his love to his guys when you know he needs to and he yeah. probably should do it a little bit more um he every chance he gets to talk about Jokic it seems like uh you know he just you know is full of admiration for the guy and and puts that on full display but then you know you have games like the Celtics game where he says to me it appeared we just kind of gave in and quit and I don't want to reward that behavior I thought that the bench unit was at least going out there and competing and fighting uh, tonight, I can't point at to one thing we did well. So he just, you know, completely goes off on on the starting unit, and I don't think that's fair to say to to Nikola Jokic. I mean, in the first half, you know, he he dominated that first uh, first quarter, and then in the second quarter, it kind of fell apart. But to say that they weren't trying, you know, I I, I just don't think that's true. Okay. Um, he takes things too far. At some point, and he always goes back to giving up and, and quit. And to say that to a professional player and a grown man that that you quit, I think that's disrespectful. Oh, oh, oh! oh. You, how are you going to fire me when, when I already quit? quit? <laughs> um, do you think he loses the locker room a little bit every time? He I don't. Says something do you know like that, that? I don't know if they're, they're rolling their eyes at this guy or not. I don't know if they've heard it enough times where I'm not, I don't, you know, but also some of these, you know, you got half the guys in this roster, maybe more than half. They're like, don't know where they're playing next year, you know, kind of stuff like that. You get, you know, the, some guys are forced to kind of buy in, but also if, if Jokic is willing to kind of sit there and take the, you know, the getting chewed out, then this teammates got to suck it up and do it as well. And you know what? If they're mature enough, then, you know, you can be immature for a night but still be a mature group of guys and have taken your foot off the gas and uh, didn't come out ready to go and looked a little lackluster and shooter, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's this team has to do all those little extra things in order to win games. Perk up. You know, it's like they got to they got to have it. This team cannot go out there and mope around and expect to win. They're not talented enough. I mean, Nikola Jokic, Denver Nugget, NBA basketball player, is a great player. We can't do everything every night. And this team's just not all that talent. I love Aaron Gordon, but he's playing hurt right now. He's not right. 
and might not be right the rest of the year. I'm not really sure what he's dealing with and going through. After that, that's the only A other like A or B quality of player they have on the roster. I'm being dead serious. Tell me another A or B player. They don't. They you don't. drop uh, Monte Morris as a C player. Jeff Green is a C player. Jermichael Green is a C player. C's. Okay? Not a bunch of B's. You know? It's just they're not very good. No. So they know what they have to do and how they ha- got to kind of get up every single day. So when we, after we talk about it a little bit, I think they... Michael Malone was probably right. You don't hear that a lot. You know, you got to be a certain kind of coach and have a certain kind of, I don't know, man, rapport with your team and a relationship with your team to be able, be able to do that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of guys, you can't just go do that being, being there a year or a new coach who's, they've been through this together. All these guys have been through a lot together. So I tend to believe they're soaking it up and soaking it in. They'll come back out here this next game and look, really good you know sometimes i expect that sometimes that's what it takes you know and that's one thing that michael malone you know has a notch in his belt he he's not afraid to call out his players and you know, sometimes players just need a little kick uh to to get to get up and and realize that they could be given a little bit more out there and you know you know, going back to the players that this team has even Will Barton, somebody who uh, thinks that he's an A or a B player, he's more of like a C plus player. You know, these guys surrounding Jokic are not good, so it, it's going to be tough down the stretch. We'll see how they finish, but they ain't getting no fifty wins. You ain't going nowhere. nowhere. Let's go to break. Come back and talk about more things. Whatever you want to talk about, hit us on the text line and the hotline. We'll catch up with that stuff as well. It's My Way Sports. Uh, Ryan Charles. Uh, so this was a request by our guy Noit. He says, uh, that's my homie. He performed this on NBC's uh, American Song Contest last night. Snoop said it's going to be the song of the summer. This? That's his boy? Ryan Charles. Okay. Ah, ski, ski, ski. No. All right, 303-831-1340, the hotline. The, the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Lots of ways to get involved with the show with a couple of segments left worth of show. And a lot to talk about. Jay, why don't you take us down a direction of something in sports and life and love that you would like to talk about? Okay. Uh, let's talk about. Ask me anything, Jake. Uh, the tournament, uh, this uh, March Madness tournament. We're down to sixteen teams. Um, do you think Duke can, you know, help Coach K hoist the trophy at the end of this thing? Uh yes. 
when they are 64 teams, it's like, oh, man, you know, um, it's going to be tough for Duke. I don't think so. I kind of like this team. Or, you know, like you'll, you just, it just makes when, when you're down to 16 teams, all of a sudden being Duke and Kansas really matters even more than it did at the beginning of the tournament when they're, you know, ones and two seeds and you're trying to survive um, two teams that are coming after you that are looking at you as the biggest game they've ever played in their entire life. So, you know, it, once you get to this point, I always think like, well, these guys are a little bit heads, more headstrong than I thought. They got some gumption. Now they've turned a corner. And, I, you know, any team now, any team now that's, uh, you know, kind of chalk that's left can win it. So why don't we, okay, who's left here? Let me take a peek here. Okay, hold on. Let's see the bracket. Okay. Uh, I was watching women's hoops yesterday. Did you, did you see any of that? Um, I, I saw, not yesterday, but Iowa went down and got upset by Creighton. Yes, they did. Yes, Jake. Yes, they did. Okay, I'm here. I got it. You ready? Yes. So, um, okay. Here's who's left. Arizona, right? Houston. Michigan. Villanova. Arizona's a one. Houston's a five. Michigan's an 11. Villanova, a two. Kansas, a one. Providence, a four. Uh, Iowa State, 11. And Miami, 10. I mean, what a cruise to the final four that Kansas has. You beat Providence, um, and then you either beat a 10 or an 11 in Iowa State or Miami. Kansas is going to the final four. Yes. Um, back up here to the south where Arizona and Houston play, Michigan and Villanova play. Michigan probably pushes Villanova all the way down to the wire, could even win that game. Arizona beats Houston. Houston's not as good as they were last year. Okay, so then what are we looking at? We're looking at probably a one. And well, I'll give Michigan a win. On a one and an 11, and then in a one and an 11, you can say again. We'll say Iowa State beats Miami. Then we go to the other side of this bracket here. And in the east, you have North Carolina, who knocked off Baylor. They're an eight seed. You have UCLA, the four seed left. That game's a total coin flip. Um, UCLA will be the favorite in that game, but North Carolina's playing some great, great ball. Uh, some of the best ball of anybody in the country down the stretch of the season. And now through this point, uh, beating Baylor and then beating Duke, don't forget, a couple weeks ago in Coach K's last game ever, you know, in Camden. Um, those are big wins. Uh, Purdue's a three seed, and you got St. Peter's the 15 seed. Purdue probably in St. Peter's ride. And then you have Purdue play UCLA at three and a four. In the West, Gonzaga the one, Arkansas the four, Texas Tech the three, and Duke the two. All of the top four seats left in the West. That's, you know, the toughest bracket, too, I think, you know, of all the. Yeah. Because Memphis obviously was better than we thought. Michigan State gave Duke everything. Notre Dame won a couple games I was playing. And then Arkansas is really good, too. If Duke can get past Texas Tech and Gonzaga, there's nothing that holds them back. Well, I think they beat Texas Tech. And then it'll be Duke and Gonzaga for like a mini national title because the winner of that game um, will have actually, will play either St. Peter's, Purdue, UCLA, or North Carolina. 
right? Right. So now that we've heard kind of who's left and what's left, who's your final four? Let me give you mine. I got Duke because I want it for Duke, and I just can't believe Gonzaga's going to find a way to ever get it done. If they haven't by now, I don't think they're ever going to do it. I got Duke going to the final four. I got Purdue because they're just a little bit better than UCLA and North Carolina. I got uh, Arizona, and then I got Kansas. I got a one, a one, a two, and a three. That's, you know, and that's how, that's, you know, that's how it should be. That's probably how it should be. I'm going to take uh, Gonzaga. Okay. I think uh, Timmy is too much to Timmy. handle. Um, I, I'm going to take Gonzaga. I'm going to take St. Peter's. No. Um, you can. Go ahead. I'm not going to take St. Peter's. They're going to lose to Purdue. Um, but after that, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with North Carolina. I'm going to say that they uh, recapture some of their old greatness and at the eight, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna put them in, and then I'll also put Kansas, and then lastly, who wins this thing? Arizona. Um, on three, one, two, three, Kansas. Gonzaga. I'm sorry, I, I you did it wrong. Let's try it again. One, two, three, Zags. Kansas. Why would you think that? Um, you know, last year, you know, they were right there, and they didn't lose too many guys. Uh, they did lose a few, you know, top top NBA talent, but the uh, the Gonzaga, you know, what's their are they just the Zags? Yeah, the Zags. No, they're the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. They, uh, you know, they were right there. They've been so close for so long, and I think this is the year they finally put it all together. Actually, we crossbreeded a bulldog and a Shih Tzu. We called it a bull. Uh, 303 831. A Bullsu. Yeah, a Bullsu. We called it a. Uh, yeah, I, I I might want it for Gonzaga. I like Mark Few. I mean, like, got to validate that program's worth at some point. You can't just have always be the bridesmaid. Right? Right. You know, why is, why is Kansas going to win? Um, Tradition. Um, usually I've said this before, the Kansas teams that are like the best team in the country throughout the season that everyone thinks is going to win a national championship. Those are the Kansas teams that usually fall flat at some point. It's the Kansas teams that, um, are talked about maybe behind the Dukes as the third or fourth or fifth best teams that I think have risen up over the bill self years and have been the teams that have won their couple national championships mm. sit down Be this is Kendrick Lamar I knew that see take that for data take that for data all right let's go to break come back one final segment try to put a little betting slip together Let's cast something tonight. Smile my sports. We are back in. One final segment left. We're the show on a Taco Tuesday. Thanks for being with us. Uh, still a lot of time uh, to get 
at us if you have a question, a comment, or a concern. Okay? You can call Jake. You will catch up with the text line as well. Um, Chris Bryant, you said he's never played on a loser. He said, just that I'm a winner. <laughs> I get the MLB. I get the NFL. I get the MLB. I get the MLB. Just that I'm a winner. <laughs> I kind of liked it. It was kind of cool. But he's got no hope here. He, I hope he likes to golf and the ski and stuff like that. You know, and that was part of the whole thing. Yeah, because you're not going to win here. I don't care who you are. You're not going to win here. Should they trade Charlie Blackman? Is he? What are you going to get for him? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, you let another guy come in and try to develop, and you just move on from an old buzzard who you're playing a ton of money to? I mean, if you can, but there's very little value. Uh, you in- eat the, have most of the salary, and you try to find the next cargo and the next, you know, Arenado. They're in is there any, there's no hope. There's no hope There's at all. zero hope. This they couldn't surprise year. the whole baseball world this year and go win 88 games. No. No. 78? Maybe. 68? I think 68 I think is doable. 68. You yeah. know, 70 to 80 wins is... Still horrible. They can't win half their games like that. And especially in the NL West that just keeps loading up with, with great talent is is still the NL West. And the Rockies haven't done, you know, anything to catch up. It, you know, Chris Bryant is, you know, a former MVP, a good player, but he's not enough to keep up with the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants. Diamondbacks maybe, but the the only hope for the Rockies is to not be last in the NL West. The only hope for the Rockies is to not be last in the NL West. That's a, probably a pretty good way to put it. I don't know what the Diamondbacks have done this offseason, but if we haven't heard anything, they probably haven't done anything. So, uh, Okay, no more Rockies. Thank Just God. frustrating me. I'm sorry. Uh, we got a couple texts to get to. Okay. Uh, Dirty Mike and the Boys says, since you both love John Stamos and doing karate in the garage, it's time you ask Emmanuel about the fight he got into with Sutton at training camp. Give us some deets, Danish Dan. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. We're not there yet. <laughs> but I did tell him, I told you, like, hey, man, you got to come back. Everyone's coming back. Long's going to come back. Are you coming back to the team? And he was like, nah. You guys are good at receiver, he said. He's a free agent, and, you know, he might retire, but if he goes and someone's paying three or four to come back and go catch 50 or 60 balls, he'll do it. He still can play. He was still pretty good last year, Um, and we're best friends, so whatever. Uh, Give me another one. I'm looking at this photo right now on Twitter. It's Magic Johnson in a fur coat. You can't really see it, okay? But to the left of him is Jack Nicholson. To the right of him is Mike Tyson. Behind Mike Tyson is Madonna. Uh, Behind Madonna is Michael Jackson. And then to the left is Eddie Murphy and Prince. And they're all walking out of something together. Wow. It's quite the uh, entourage. Mm -hmm. It's like me, Emmanuel... 
Do you know who he brought to one of JJ's basketball games? Who? Debo Samuel. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Debo's yeah. a stud. Are you kidding me? Debo was like the star of the NFL, man. And one of the most unique guys in the NFL. So, uh... Unstoppable. Remarkable. Uh, arugula. Unstoppable. Remarkable. Uh, arugula. We got another text from F. Lewis. He says, need some NCAA help. Made about 50 bets over the weekend to break even. Feel like I'm ca- uh, tossing a coin. Um, okay. Let's have a peek. Those games don't start for a couple days. Yeah, they start on Thursday. But I'd still like to, and I'm sure he'd like to get it. Get some preview action. Well, just get a, a, a sense or a feel of. I think Purdue. Let's go game by game here real quick. Purdue your best bet. Arkansas-Gonzaga. So they play at a, Arkansas plays at the slowest pace. It's weird. And they will try to grind Gonzaga down a little bit. And they have some pretty good athletes, okay? But Gonzaga is a lot more talented than Arkansas. But nine and a half points is a little bit too much for me. Do you know I'd probably take Arkansas on the nine and a half points and feel pretty good about that. Gonzaga's, you know, the the no one's getting blown out at this point in the tournament unless, um, you know, uh, St. Peter's, you know, Purdue jumps on St. Peter's. But, you know, Purdue pays, plays at such a pace, too. I don't think that's going to happen. I'll take St. Peter's in the 12 and a half points because they're just playing with such... You know, and then you could feel good about, you know, going out there and having a 12 and a half point start. And when that game is, you know, 24, 21 Purdue at the half or something, you're like, okay, let's do this thing. It'll be a game the rest of the way. In my mind, um, I mean, Houston, Arizona just be, you know, have to cover a point and a half over Houston. Arizona's really good. Okay. Arizona is really good. And they win that game by more than a couple points. Uh, the Duke Texas Tech that's a coin flip to me. That game's a coin flip to me. Texas Tech is good, and they were red hot down the stretch of the season. They're good. They're really good. I don't think I want to touch that game. Uh, Villanova's better than we all thought. Like I told everybody at the beginning of the tournament, like them, they've had a really good season, and they've like they're they're they don't. I think people want to like box them into like a Butler type of brand. They're not. They're big. They got big guys. Big. That's big boy basketball and a great coach they got. I think Villanova beats Michigan and beats them up. I think they beat them up. I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, love Kansas, but Providence uh, saw some stat on Providence. How they've won. They're always in close games down the stretch and they win tons of single digit uh, games like two, three-point games, one-point games. They've done it all season long. But also, who does Providence play throughout the season, too? Um, I think Providence hangs around for the first 10 minutes of the game, and Kansas takes control. Kansas the most impressive team. They got everything. Kansas has everything. Guards, big dudes, you know, crafty white boys who come in for a little, knock, you know, little mid-range knockdowns and to do some dirty work. Is it just me, or does it seem like Lightfoot has been there for 20 years? Yeah, and then they got uh, who else? They got where Remy Martin's. Remy Martin with uh, used to be there, and he's with UNC now, or is it vice versa? Uh, and then uh, what's the last game we didn't talk about is um, Iowa State and Miami. That's a tough one. I mean, in a coin flip game, I take the points. I take 
uh, Iowa State plus two and a half points and feel pretty good about it, you know? And then when they're up by seven, the whole game went by 10. You're like, hey, that was easy. So now that I've seen these teams a little bit, I think I'm more comfortable and will have more success betting this round of 16 than the first two rounds of the tournament. But now we have a sample size and a body of work a little bit. And now it's not just about, you know, look at how um, Iowa State crashed down the second half of the season um, after an incredible start to the season. None of that matters now because they're a Sweet 16 team about to be a, a Miami team that is a mystery how they got here too. And on Friday night, Iowa State's going to the Elite Eight, and there'll be eight teams left in the country with one of them um, being able to ho- to hoist the National Championship trophy. So, you know, it's kind of cool. It's, you know, we... We said yesterday, is there a better way to do this tournament or give a team, you know, uh, some be- you do a little be- mini best of threes? Nah, this is the best. Because like we said, Jake, when we went through it all, I to predict our final four just from these Sweet 16, I had two ones, a two, and a three. You know? Best of the best. And, you know, exactly. I didn't have a lead. I don't have Iowa State going to the final four. I don't. So in the end, it kind of is the cream that kind of has risen and then also the handful of years where it was the lesser branded school who was you know better than we thought butler did go to the national championship a couple times villanova did find a way to get over the hump you know it's it does happen it does happen so that's it that's the whole show what else you got for me um nuggets tonight there are seven point favorites against the clippers I don't uh, like that. I think uh, I'll here? take the yeah. It's here. Ooh. Give me the Clippers plus the seven points. Nuggets never really cover. <laughs> they don't really cover. You're right. They don't cover. You're right. Do you know? Give me the Clippers in the seven tonight in a pretty tough little rivalry between two teams that don't really like each other. They don't have any answer for uh, Jokic. They don't. But also that's where they get tough on our guards and they just start to clamp down a little bit. They always play tough games against the Clippers. Yeah, these teams are pretty equal, actually. So, yeah, give me the Clippers plus the seven points. I think the Clippers Nuggets are a playoff tonight. team. Yeah. And, you know, we're just waiting for Paul George to come back. And once Paul George comes back, let alone Kawhi, they're going to believe that they can are as good as anybody in the West. The Nuggets absolutely need this win tonight. Otherwise, they're going to be falling behind. If they win this one tonight, then we keep 50s back in the conversation. Because yeah. then they just got to go win seven. Right. Out of their last 10. But, Nine. But at the same time, you're you're worried about Minnesota catching up to you. Yeah, they're Because hot. right now, they're tied. Did they come they back the and win that record. game last night, the Timberwolves? No. Oh, okay. The Timberwolves lost. Uh, they came back from a big deficit, though. They yeah. Pushed that. I mean, they might have tied it up at one point. So, all right. That's the whole show. Anilo and Andrew are next. Good job, Jake. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Man, no.